All right. Week four, NFL season 2023 podcast, maybe five, maybe six. I don't even know. Nick, like how are you feeling, brother? Great week. Feeling- Great week. I'm feeling good, man. Uh, a lot of good matchups. We got a London. We've got a Big Ben matchup this week early. Um, a lot of teams Drake going. London, Drake London in London. That's huge. Maybe he you know catch, I mean? maybe he catches a pass this week. He doesn't, you know, they don't like to throw it to him, but maybe. Um, but before we get into it, yeah. we are brought to you. Diet Smoke took back over. Kiri Towels, they are on sale. We'll give them a shout out because they need it. $15.99 for the best gym towel in the world on Amazon. Kiri, K-I-R-E-I. But this week, it's about Diet Smoke. The best in the business. They've been with us from the beginning. Delta 8 THC, Delta 9 THC, pens, gummies, vapes, uh, sodas. They've got absolutely everything. And like we always tell you, the best thing about them is it's light, but it's just right. You know, it's not – I think they're saying it's it, It's not light. It's just right. But to, to all the people out there, you can get stuff that's light because I like the light stuff. It's fantastic, Nick. Yeah, and they're coming out with a new product. I don't have it here to show you, but it's kind of like, you know, like the pouches that you can have with uh, the Zins. Oh, the Zin pouches? pouches? No, they came out with a spliff pouch that will be out here soon. It'll be, it's like a and- Delta 8 plus the nicotine. No tobacco. I'm gonna talk. To, I'm gonna talk to our guy there. He's gonna send us some. Uh, you can try it out since I won't be dipping into that. Uh, but they yeah. sound fantastic. Code Nick and Bean, obviously an E on the end of Bean, but they're the best company in the business. Good and show. let's let's do a quick recap of our bets from last week um, <sighs> and our how we did in fantasy. What were you, Nick? Give me your rundown. Do we have to? Do we have to? Uh, we'll just so get it real I went- quick. We can we can brush by it. So I went 0-2 on bets. I had two uh, teasers. That's what happens when you're depending on multiple outcomes in a game. Uh, you get a team like Dallas will, in an obvious win spot, just blow it, oh. you know. Um, so it was it was disappointing last week. I don't know if I would take it back. I would bet those bets again, so it's whatever. Um, last week in fantasy, I went 1-3, and three, so I no longer have any undefeated teams. I have three 2-1 and one teams and one 1-2 one and two team. Got it. Uh, so yeah, I, I was one and two in my bets and really I would have had the perfect week if only the Jags could have beat the Texans. They absolutely killed me. I was hammering the live bet and my entire week was ruined by the Jags. The Eagles who we talked, if you saw the clip on Instagram, who I was telling you, the Eagles were going to blow the, the bucks out. They smashed the bucks. That was an easy game, but yeah, the Jags absolutely killed me. On the other hand, my fantasy run, everything's going well in fantasy. I was five and one again. I've got five three and O teams and one one and two team. So it's been a it's been a good start to the fantasy year, unlike my last two seasons. So we're gonna keep that going, but we're gonna get the bets to go. I, I have I'm gonna tell you I have a fantastic feeling this week. And also yeah. the uh the the biggest bet of the week though. The one that everyone dumped all their money on, all our listeners, the prop god, our prop guy, he crushed it for us. Brandon Aubrey, easy money on the field goal. So, you know, even when me and Nick aren't bringing you winners, we're bringing in people to bring you winners. Don't forget that. So, you know what I'm let's hop in. I'm, I'm getting ahead. texts. I'm getting texts from like my fantasy group. They're like, hey, man, the prop guy, like they're loving it. They're I shouting know, him out. I know. And, and, and he'll be back, of course. He'll be here uh, when, when we get to picks today. And just I wanted to 
impact players. We've really been picking uh, for the last year or so. We've been picking the top three impact players from the week before. We're going to use this from now on more of like a recap segment. So it's going to be impact players, but we're not going to limit limit it to three. We're going to touch on everything because there's too much too many, you know, important things going on in the NFL. We can't just touch on three. So let's start it off with, I mean, look at my hat, 50th anniversary, 1972 Dolphins hat. Nick's got the Florida Marlins hat. We are a Dolphins podcast. We're born, yeah. both born and raised here in South Florida. And uh, yeah, that was the best game that we've seen in our lifetime. 70 points from our Miami Dolphins to 20 for the Broncos. It was an absolute schlacking. Yeah, I mean, 70 points is like a college basketball game or something. Like, I've never heard of somebody giving another team a 50-burger in NFL football. So that was awesome to watch. Uh, Miami has the highest passing yards per attempt at 10.6 Oh, hold on, hold on. Breaking news, Nick. Give us these stats. Nick has brought out the stats. He's locked in this week. Nick, are these points per yard, or is this a whole new thing? I didn't do points per yard this week. Um, we might get into that this season, though. I'm not going to disappoint the people. You know I'm going to get in some points per yard. But uh, okay. As so finally, I can't really get you with that many stats week one or week two. You know what I mean? There's not uh, – the sample size is just too little. So now we're starting to see what, who these teams kind of are uh, almost a quarter of the way through the season. Um, so, yeah, Dolphins have the highest passing yards per attempt at 10.6 yards. Uh, the next closest team is 8.1 and that's the Chargers in San Fran. So what that's saying is each time oh, Tua dropped back. Yeah, and 10.6 is ridiculously high. I wouldn't be shocked to see that dip. If they can keep it at 10.6 per attempt all year, that's a Super Bowl team. Like, I don't think any team's ever finished with a passing yard per attempt that, that high. Um, and then the next point I want to make about Miami is they have the highest rushing yards per game at 188.3 and the most rushing touchdowns per game. So – Good luck catching going, up with our offense at this point. It's going too well right now. But I will say this. It all comes back to one thing. And what we got to keep doing is keep protecting Tua. That's all it comes down to. Keep protecting him like we've been doing. Scheme it so he gets the ball out of his hands quickly like McDaniel's doing. And keep this up. But, again... One bad hit can change this, so we got to keep him on his feet. At the core of everything for our team, it's that. Our defense will get better. Vic Fangio will get these guys playing his system. We'll get Jalen Ramsey back. Jalen Phillips will get healthy. So, the, you know, it, it seems like it is sustainable. It doesn't seem like it was a fluky game or anything. Like, our, our concepts are just a little bit ahead, it seems like, of everyone else. The motion McDaniel's using, it's just fantastic right now. Yeah, I forget the stat I read. I didn't write this one down, but um, the amount of plays that McDaniel has a guy in motion, I've, it's like some high percentage. Yeah, it was, uh, it was almost 80%. That. Yeah, it was like 80-something percent, and it's the most ever by far. I did see that as well. I don't know if 70 points is sustainable, but the offense looks like it's no. sustainable. Exactly, exactly. No, it was a perfect storm on Sunday. What a game. So Dolphins obviously got to be in that number one spot on impact players. Let's let's touch on a few other guys, though. Uh, I want to give a shout out to CJ Stroud. Obviously, as I just told you, I was on the Jaguars side uh, because I thought that they would take care of business at home. CJ was 20 of 30, 280 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh, he looks, you know, I'm a Bryce Young guy, and obviously three games is uh, – 
you know, not a huge sample size, but uh, sample size. But CJ Stroud looks, he looks awesome. He looks great. He really, he looks he's good. really surprising people. Yeah, he looks really good. But I honestly think that, like, I think that says Cinderella shoe going to drop or whatever they want to call it. The ball's going to drop. I don't know what they call it. Pause. But um, yeah, I think give him some more opportunities. He's going to start turning that ball over as a rookie. Um, I don't know that he, I'm saying he's a bad quarterback, but I don't think he's going to continue this this type of play. Yeah, great Personally. game for them. Yeah, of course. Great game for CJ. Props to him. Um, and it's not like they're surrounding him with crazy weapons or anything. You know, he's got Nico Collins and, and a rookie in Tank Dell who are solid receivers, but it's not like you know, remember Justin Fields, they're like, oh, we got to get him a receiver or this or that. You know, CJ's doing it with what he's got. So props to him. Next guy on impact players, he's really turned it turned it around since that first week against the Jets. But Josh Allen was pretty flawless again against Washington. The stats aren't crazy because the defense was just like pick six, sacking in the red zone, and they had their way with them. But he had uh, 215 yards. Uh, 50 yards rushing, a touchdown throwing, a touchdown rushing. Uh, rushing. The Bills smacked Washington 37-3, to and uh, obviously that will uh, lead into the, the biggest matchup of the week, which we'll get into in a little bit later with the Dolphins and the Bills. How do they not flex us to the Sunday night game? We need to, I need to call the league and get them to flex that. I don't know how that works exactly, but yeah, I mean, who knows? But it, you know what's great? Actually, I'll, I'll save it for Dolphins at Bills, uh, the preview. Uh, next guy on the list, A, he may be a, a bad human being. Right. He, may, he may do some things we don't approve of. But Deshaun Watson, we got to give him some props here. He had a great game. 27 of 33. That's a – I mean, six incompletions on 33 passes, 289 yards, two touchdowns. They killed the Titans 27 to 3. Did you catch any of that game, Nick? No, I didn't, but the Browns are looking good. Like, if you look up the stats, they are at the top of the list in a lot of the stats and offense as of now. Well, the defense looks great, too. Defense, I mean, they, they look like a – you know, that division is so tough that you never know who's going to win any week. But, you know, they look like they could uh, they could be in line to, uh, to possibly win that division. I would still lean uh, Ravens, Bengals, and I'd put them closer to the Steelers. But – that I, they've start. You can't deny what they've done so far. Yeah, there's a um, a clip that I watched of the game, and the Tennessee was in their own red zone trying to drive it out, and Miles Garrett is running back and forth across the line, and Tennessee has like their tight end and like tackle trying to just follow him, trying to just follow him to see where he's going to stop and line up. They had to call a timeout because they couldn't they couldn't track him. They, yep, they didn't want to snap that. the ball and let him be loose. Yeah, he's a monster. So Watson uh, was next on Impact Players. The Minshew Magic, he uh, he always does this. He comes in the game. They somehow beat the Ravens in overtime. He even steps out of the back of the end zone for a safety. But he was, I mean, I don't even, I don't have the stats pulled up because I don't need the stats. It's just when, when Minshew starts in replacement for someone, there's always a game or two that he seems to win. So you got to give him his, his uh, you know, you got to give him some credit where credit's due. So Gardner Minshew's got to be on this list. They beat the, they beat the Ravens who the Ravens look like a great team looking to go three and oh. So Minshew does it with, I mean, the Colts are not very good. We can, we can both agree on that, but you know, he steps in for Anthony Richardson and, and, and he does what he does. He wins the game. Yeah. Minshew looked good. He did enough to get it done. Um, Maybe he's not a starter in the league, but he's probably one of the best backups in the league. 
Couldn't agree more. Uh, Justin Herbert, 405 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, you could go listen to the podcast from last week, but what did I say that the Chargers and the Vikings, it would come down to one possession and someone would try to lose that game. You know, fortunately for the Chargers, it was Kirk Cousins who didn't know how to spike the ball. They blow the game. Chargers win, but monster game. Four hundred plus yards and three scores is uh, is a monster game. You, you, uh, what's your thoughts on Herbert now? Same as they were before. He's a solid quarterback. He's no Tua Tagovailoa. Um, but <laughs> the thing that I hated the most about that game was freaking Mike Will. Mike William goes down with the ACL. That's so that's heartbreaking. He does. Um, he's got um, two others decent. Weapons with Palmer and uh, Quentin Johnson. We'll see who steps up or if they can step up. Yeah, and, and shout out to Keenan Allen. 18 catches, 200-plus yards, and he threw a touchdown. Uh, I do like this fantasy survivor thing where you like it's like a survivor where you pick games, but instead you pick a fantasy roster every week, and you can only use the okay. player once. Luckily, I had Keenan Allen last week. He got me through the week. Uh, what a game from him. And then to round out impact players, uh, shout out to Josh Dobbs. I mean, they smacked the Cowboys. They ruined everyone's teaser, 10-point, 6-point, money line parlay. Uh, Josh Dobbs is showing that he'll probably in 10 years still be a backup in this league, and he's just a guy who can come in and be serviceable. And I, you saw like Micah Parsons was saying like uh, they got him on the bulletin board and they're going to throw darts at him all game. And then he posted a video after the game, like dodging shit. Like it was pretty funny. <laughs> so Josh Dobbs probably will never make impact players again in his whole life. So we got to shout him out. His big headed ass. He's got the um, he's got the whole uh, this is nothing to do with football. He's got like the no eyebrows thing. I don't know if he shaves them or if that's like a condition, but that's different uh, it's we'll say. probably a, it's probably a condition i don't want to d- dive yeah, into that too much, much but yeah, yeah. if he needs prayers shout out to josh dobbs uh yeah. that is uh impact players for the week let's move into just a fantastic week four ahead we've got five marquee matchups to preview the first one you always got to preview the london game Thankfully, we live on the East Coast. I know for the West Coast, this can be tough because it's like six in the morning or whatever it is. But waking up at, I think it's like, uh, I'm, I'm up earlier, but 9, 930, this game usually comes on. The Jags always play. It's basically a home game for them. The Jags yeah. are minus three against the Falcons. Over-under is 43 and a half. Nick, what are your thoughts on this game? So we've got the Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars who have just looked atrocious this year. Um, I thought I was high on them coming into the season. We'll see if they can pick it up here in London. Um, I think the Falcons have a good game plan to travel, AKA run the ball. And so we'll see how it goes on low total game. I may or may not have bet this game. Okay. I like to hear it. And if you remember the, the Jags are one and two, they lost to the Texans lost to the chiefs and they almost lost to the Colts week one. If they were and three, I mean, this is a team that was a, the biggest favorite in any division in football coming into the season. So really, really bad start. They got to get right this week. And the Falcons are not an easy team to get right against. Like you said, their game travels, they run the football, they play solid defense. And right now I'll tell you, 78% of the money is on Jacksonville, minus three. I like that. They're like still that. public, even how shitty they've been. So I expect, uh, 
you know, if I was going to lean one way, I would probably actually lean towards the Falcons, but I, I'm not on this game, so I'll, I'll stay off of that. I think it's a really tough game to bet. And uh, the over-under 43.5, you know, it's right in the middle of kind of the, the average. So it uh, should be a good game to wake up to. At least there's talent all over the field. Yeah, so it's below that key number of 44. So that we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of days. I'm just trying to check the injury report. It doesn't look like Falcons have that many injured players. They've got limited practice, Cordell Patterson, Clays Campbell, DMP we'll see, and Josh Ali, who's a random wide receiver we're not going to see. So, yeah, I think it's looking rough for the Jacksonville Jaguars and London blokes. Yeah, and still everyone's betting them, so we'll see how that game plays out. All right, matchup of the week. Miami Dolphins 3-0, and traveling, traveling to Buffalo. This is key, though. It's key for us to get to play in Buffalo this part of the year so we're not playing in the snow like we did last year. You know, everyone keeps saying, is the Dolphins offense going to, you know, going to work when it's cold? Well, we got five of the last six games at home and we don't have to go to Buffalo in December. So that's a good thing. Dolphins at Bills. Bills are minus two and a half. Over under is actually jumped since I updated this info earlier. It's 53 and a half. And uh, I think Nick's got, you have a stat for us here? Yeah, so the Bills have the third best passing defense so far on the year, which is going to have to come to a head against the Miami Dolphins this week. Well, um, something's going to have to come to a head. Yeah, this is kind of like one of those winner goes home, winner takes the division type games. Um, they've only allowed 253 yards per game. That's in general. That's like passing, rushing. So their defense is looking stout. Wow. Our offense is looking stout. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what strength on strength what gives. Yeah, this is going to be a great game. Uh, Two incredible offenses, uh, two solid defenses, a great atmosphere. Buffalo is an awesome place. I haven't been for a game, but they have real fans. You know what I mean? So this is going to be the game of the week for sure. Uh, like you said, it would have you would have loved to see it flex to a primetime spot. Um, yeah. We get Jalen Waddle back. We got the Mostert, a, Devon, a, not A-Chain anymore. It's A-Chan. Okay, he, he oh, wants okay. to be called a Chan, so we're going to respect okay. his wishes. But this game is going to be incredible. Um, it's tough, and and I see the Dolphins are are. Uh, I think it was actually we were getting three, and then it's been jumping back and forth between two and a half and three. My guess is the public will be on the Dolphins. Let's see what it is right now. I have it pulled up. Uh, when it was a two and a half, it was an expensive two and a half. It's a three, right? It's an yeah. expensive three right now. It's an expensive three now. Oh, actually, uh, 50-50 on the bets in this game, but 80% of the money so far on Buffalo. So, you know, it's a it's it's gonna be a it's a tough game to bet. I am I, you know, I don't bet on my team, but if I was, I wouldn't have no clue what to do here because you could come out, we could come out and dice them up, or they could come out and keep playing solid defense. Josh Allen, you know, how do you stop He's that guy? You know, He's owned us for the last couple of years. Yeah, we'll see I think what we, we split, about that. We split last year, and then they beat us in the playoffs without Tua. But this is just a fantastic game. Popcorn ready. Got to be, obviously, on one of your screens. If you only have one screen, you're kind of screwed this week because I couldn't imagine not having this game on a TV. Um, But great game, great game. Both of these teams probably are Super Bowl contenders. Preseason, the Bills were one of the favorites going in. So, you know, Dolphins were some people's favorite, but, like, now people are starting to wake up to see what it is. And I want to see this week, are the Dolphins for real? That's kind of what it's going to show me. Like, we we yeah. seem for real, but, like, hey, go against a divisional rival that's a 
contender for the Super Bowl and see how you come out. Couldn't agree more. Next game on the on the card, Ravens at Browns. Browns are minus two and a half at home, over-unders 41. We did kind of talk about this game earlier. The Browns look absolutely unstoppable. The defense is number one in the league, I'm pretty sure, right now. Offense, Deshaun's looking good. But it's mm-hmm. uh, this these divisional games, these AFC North games, always whoever you think's going to win, I always feel like the other team wins, you know, and they're always within a score. So what are you, you are you leaning one way? Do you have this game uh, in one of your bets or what are you thinking for this, Nick? No, I don't have this game in one of my bets. I I may later on add the Ravens as a teaser because it's a divisional game. The total is not very high. Um, both these teams like to run the ball, so we don't not, we shouldn't see too many big flashy plays, except for maybe out of Zay Flowers. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Ravens were supposed to crush the Browns like three weeks ago. We would have been that we wouldn't even really been talking about this game. The spread probably would have been like minus, probably would have been plus six Browns or something like that, even at home. But um, now we're here and we're looking at minus two and a half for the Browns. I lean Ravens on this game. Um, we've got, we've got, but the, the thing about it, the Ravens love to run the ball and the Browns are good at stopping the run. So it's one of those strength on strength things and we'll see how it goes. Just, just like the last game we talked about, I would lean Ravens as well, but should be a great divisional game. Next up on the card, another divisional matchup, the two and one Washington commanders. Travel to the 3-0 and Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are minus eight at home, over-unders 48 and a half. And the Eagles haven't looked as good as they have last year, but they're still 3-0, and and they're still rolling teams. And the commanders, I mean, Sam Howell, I don't know if he's solid or if he's the worst quarterback ever and will be out of the league. Be money, Brendan O'Neill in the building. Shout out, brother. Appreciate you joining us. Uh like I said, over under 44 and a half. The public so far is on Philadelphia. This is one of those favorites that's going to be teased with a lot of teams. Uh, I think I have it in a teaser preview. I Probably you, the teaser God, has it in a teaser. So it does scare me, but I'm confident in Philly. Remember, my I'm going to keep bringing it up. My preseason Super Bowl bet was uh, plus 880 or plus 900 for the Eagles. It's down to 700. They're still right at the top there. Uh, you do you have? I mean, don't tell us fully, but I'm I'm guessing you have this game coming up. Yeah, I've got this game in a teaser. Um, I think eight points is a little too much in a divisional matchup, even though the Commanders aren't the best team in the world. Um, I still couldn't bet the Philly Eagles minus eight right now against and if, just and about you remember, anyone, the Cardinals. And there is a little. I don't know if it's revenge or what, but if you remember last year, the the Commanders ruined Philadelphia's perfect season. I think it was ten and zero or eleven and zero, and they beat them on a Monday night, and uh, they were like eleven or twelve point favorites. So it does scare me. Uh, laying the eight scares me. Teasing it, which preview we're gonna do, uh, <laughs> scares me as well. But it's too good. They're too good of a team. I got to do it. And uh, last marquee matchup before we get into the picks. The New England Patriots travel to the Dallas Cowboys, who just lost to Arizona, who we thought was tanking. The Cowboys are minus six and a half. The over-under is 43. And is this a uh, a get-right spot, like you said last week, for the Cowboys? Mm. The pass defense looks good. The pass defense looks Christian, good. That uh, rookie corner, Christian Gonzalez, looks he looks solid. 
Yeah, he could be he could be rookie of the year, honestly. Um, I wonder what the numbers are on that. I can't get it out of PPH book, but maybe offshore, which I'm locked out of right now. I think now. right now for defensive rookie of the year, Jalen Carter is the favorite, the uh, lineman okay. from Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's well, I, incredible. I wouldn't mind taking a hack with uh, Gonzalez, honestly. Um, okay. The Cowboys, I something about that team, they just seem to shit the bed in big moments. Um, and I think I think this – this season crumbles again for them, even though they were – were they Super Bowl pick for a lot of people this year? Uh, they were like, up there. Uh, I think San Fran Philly were the two, and then uh, Dallas was third in the NFC. But a lot of people like Dallas. Uh, you know, I really think – and I had them in Survivor last week, and when Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL, I was like, oh, maybe I changed this. Maybe this is a bad omen, and I didn't change it. But – you hate to lose your number one corner. I do think they match up perfectly. Their defense does against the Pats, though. Great pass rush. They stop the run. Mac Jones, you know, they got no receivers. Mac Jones sucks. And uh, sure. I do think this defense uh, will take control of this game. And I think the offense, I don't know why I always think the Cowboys play the Patriots well. I can I can remember some monster CeeDee Lamb games against them. I can remember a walk-off touchdown a few years ago with CeeDee Lamb. So I do think the Cowboys are uh and we'll get into it in a minute but I, I do lean the cowboys in this game if i had to bet it i'd probably bet the under two solid defenses okay I'd probably bet the i under. like that all right marquee matchups in the book and guess what it's time brandon aubrey last week he's uh two and one on the season bring in the prop man the prop guy the prop god mr Bedick. how are you feeling brother I'm feeling great after last week. Brandon Aubrey came through for us big, so uh, I'm I'm happy to be back for another week. Let's get it. You know, I, did that did that prop hit in the first half, if I recall correctly? Uh, I think it hit early third quarter, if I remember. Okay, but I I had a lot of kicking props last week. Trying to keep track. You're correct. Of. I feel like feel like we've we've really found something with this over one and a half field goals um, bet, and and my props this week will reflect that. Yep, you had uh, Aubrey had three field goals last week. Easy winner from the prop god. We appreciate you. We needed it last week. So, without further ado, let's hop in. Give us what you got, brother. Nice. We've got four this week, actually. Okay. I'm going big. Yeah, yeah, Let's I know. We're, uh, yeah, we're stepping it up. So we're going to stick to two kicking props again. So we're going back to Brandon Aubrey over one and a half field goals. That's okay. the Cowboys kicker for anyone who wasn't listening last week. Um, and we're going to take Jake Moody, the Niners kicker, over one and a half field goals. So... These guys are 19 for 19 on the year. Two rookies that are the top two kickers in football. And yeah, yeah, let's go through our little checklist. Is A, is it good weather? Well, we're in a dome in Dallas. I've checked the weather in San Francisco. It's clear. Six mile per hour winds. Supposed to be a beautiful day. It's always beautiful in the Bay. It's always beautiful. Yeah, in the yeah. Bay. yeah, it's especially beautiful on Sunday, though. So <laughs> th- this is great. We've got accurate kickers is, is item number two. 19 for 19. 
We've got good offenses with the Cowboys and the Niners, and we've got D, teams that are not going for it on fourth down and will kick, um, and we don't expect that out of these two teams. So I'm going to say it one more time. Brandon Aubrey over one-and-a-half field goals and Jake Moody over one-and-a-half field goals. Those are our I wouldn't have it. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, have had that Jake Moody one. If you guys had asked me what team is he on, I would have missed that one. Oh. I would have missed that one. He was the Michigan kicker last year. I think he yeah, was like the Michigan top guy. college kicker. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know all the listeners were watching Aubrey last week. How nice is this guy's stroke out there? It, it's just Pause. effortless, you know? It, it Pause. looks like a golf swing or something. So Craig made it in to watch uh, the prop that. Oh, Shout here we go. Shout out to Craig. Appreciate you. Felix salute. Felix salute. Um, okay, so you got two kicking. Are we you said you had four picks? Are they all kicking this week, or did you dip nope. your toe in something else? Yeah, we're dipping our toes uh with something else. So all right. prop num prop number three here, Adam Thielen. Receiver for the Carolina Panthers, over four and a half catches. Okay, I was so mad I dropped him. I dropped him like week one of the fantasy football season. Oh my god, and he's going off, bro. Yeah, yeah. Both of both of you guys are uh, are correct. We have a revenge game. He's playing the Minnesota Vikings, who you know were his team for years and years. They discovered this guy at like a tryout. Crazy story, but but that's who he's playing. Uh, the Vikings defense has given up the most yards and the most catches to receivers of any team all year. Oof. This looks great. And then in, in the last two weeks, he's got 18 catches on 23 targets. So oh, beautiful. This is a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. O- over four and a half receptions for Adam Thielen. That's that's okay. prop awesome. three. Beautiful. And yeah, and, and our last one here. I know Bean is is gonna hate this one here, but I, I have I to do it. Yeah, it's uh, Brock Purdy over oh, one and gross. a half passing touchdowns. Yeah, I don't. Hate so, oh, I don't know yeah. about this one, prop man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, Bean is is. I'm not gonna say he's a Purdy hater, but he's not a Purdy that. believer. You know, that's true. That's for sure. So, but I mean, rewind like two weeks. Bean was like. I think he was on the Purdy bandwagon, like for the first week of football, and then he just no. What I remember what I what I said was maybe Purdy's good and Kenny Pickett sucks. I think that's what I said. There okay. you go. Felix is my guy here. Purdy is overrated. We can agree with that. And uh, well, let me let you finish. I don't want to cut you off. Finish. I know you got some stats for us. Fire them off. Yeah, yeah. He throws two we- touchdowns every game. He throws them one yard down the field, and they run 50 yards. Keep going. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. He's throwing them to, to Christian McCaffrey. He's throwing them to Debo Samuel on swing passes. Like, you know, he's not launching it down the field, but he's, he's getting passing touchdowns. So I love to always look at these quarterback touchdown props. 
if I ever see a quarterback over one and a half, I'll usually look at it, but the payouts for taking over are, are just not great. You know, usually yeah. over one and a half touchdowns for someone like Jared Goff, it's going to be like minus 200. You bet a hundred dollars, you win 50 for this one. For this one, it's minus one thirty. Okay, so you bet one hundred thirty dollars to win a hundred, um, yep. which is really good for these props. Okay, so so that caught my attention. Brock Purdy has started nine regular season games in the NFL. Okay, he's thrown for he's thrown for two or more touchdowns in eight out of the nine games. Is that. That was the only stat I needed for this one. And he's never lost. He's won all those nine games, too. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's never lost. He's never lost Mm -hmm. a game he started and finished. The only game he lost was that Eagles NFC Championship where they ruined his arm. Yep. I'm a huge Purdy believer. So this isn't a prop I've taken before, um, but I feel great about it. Um, I'm, I'm starting him in a couple fantasy leagues this week. Um, and once again, Brock Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns minus 130 on your books. That's that's our four props. Quick question before you go, because I've been uh, looking at the reports. It looks like Debo may miss the game. If Debo doesn't play, does it matter to you, or is he just going to hit Kittle and Ayuk and everyone else? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't hold matter on. to me. It, exactly what Craig said. If Prop God likes it, I love it. He's he's right. Who am I to say? I'm like three and six on the year. You're crushing everything. So it doesn't matter. If Debo sits, they've got plenty of people, right? Yeah, yeah. And I we should always be questioning each other's picks, right? Like that. That's why we're here. I, I hope – if, if you're wondering about a question like that, you should ask away and, and we're all getting better, you know? Um, well, I'll tell you it, this. If you go 4-0, if you go 4-0 this week, we won't question your picks. We will just salute right. and follow your lead. Yeah, yeah. I, guys, I, I've said it every week. I can't guarantee winners, but I can guarantee that I'm going to give you guys good reasoning and good stats behind the picks. And, uh, you know, and, and most of the time we, we hope they're going to hit. Oh, hey, well, before we let you go, we appreciate you, brother. Thanks for being here. I'm going to let you take this and then I'll because uh, I'm sure Hunter needs an answer in like three minutes. Uh, Sam Laporta this week or Evan Ingram? Yeah, I'm on Laporta. He's, I love Laporta. We, he's not a prop pick this week because he's on Thursday night and we can't yeah. get it in. But um, I also like Musgrave if he's available tonight. The Lions uh, give up the second most points uh, to tight ends. So Luke Musgrave is the Packers tight end tonight. Um, isn't a bad spot start. All right. Like we appreciate yeah. you. We'll see you next week. Jake Moody, Brandon Aubrey, Brock Purdy, and Adam Thielen. We're counting on those four. Uh, Any final words? Are you good to go? Yeah, yeah. We, in the Adam Thielen prop, we don't care if it's Bryce Young. We don't care if it's Andy Dalton either. It's either quarterback we're we're fine with. So, Andy Dalton's actually one of the best backups in the league. 
He's not. Pl- he's not playing. Bryce Young's back, so that's going to hit okay, easily. Okay. All right, prop guy, prop god. We appreciate you, Beatick. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Peace. Love you. All right. Now, let's get to the pod picks of the week, the moment we've all been waiting for. Sam Laporta. Uh, yeah, Hunter. I mean, honestly, I like Laporta and, and Evan Ingram. They're both top six, top seven plays this week. But the Falcons have a solid defense. And isn't it always fun to have someone on Thursday night? This should be a fun game tonight. Laporta's been red hot. I think you got I think you got to roll Laporta. Um, all right. Let's get into it. This is the week. I have gone back to my roots, and I'm really going to – I think I'm going to go 4-0 this week as well. So uh, I've gone back to looking at the percentage of the money. Where is it going? What picks make me kind of want to throw up, but I kind of like them? This is where we're going. First pick of the week, I don't care how bad the Chicago Bears are. Listen to me. I don't care. I don't care how bad they are. The Broncos cannot be three and a half point favorites on the road against anyone. They can't. (laughs) I can hear that. I can hear that. They absolutely cannot. And guess what? 75% of the bets, 75% of the money is on Denver right now. Everyone's betting them. Fuck that. Justin Fields (laughs) is going to have his best game of the year. I don't care if he screwed me last week or two weeks ago. I got to take the points in the Bears. It's just the public's on Denver. Denver sucks. Chicago sucks. They're at home, though. Give me the three and a half. This one, uh, I just feel like out of principle, you can't lay three and a half with Russ on the road. And the Bears, yeah, they suck, but Denver sucks too. They're probably the last two teams in the power rankings right now. So give me the field goal plus the half of a point. If they lose the game, hopefully they lose it by three, but I think they can easily win this one. And uh, we're going against the people, which which I love. So Bears plus three and a half is my first pick. I think it's a big game for uh, DJ Moore this week. Uh, against that horrible passing defense. I don't know about that. If Sertan may follow him, if Sertan mm. is shadowing him, I like uh, I like Roshan Johnson out of the backfield and Khalil Herbert. I like Komet to have a decent game. Uh, so Bears, plus three and a half. I like it. So my first pick is a teaser. Wouldn't you like to know? I took KC and I, I took KC against one of the worst teams in the league and brought them down by six points. Uh, the Jets, good defense, but they've been scoring like they haven't really been able to even score the ball. So I think when you play a team like KC, you have to be able to be you have to be able to put up like 24, 21 points. If you if you can't do that, you're shot. So I took KC, teased them down and I took Philly down to two and a half against the Washington Commanders. That's a low total game at 43 and uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, a juggernaut, even though they haven't really looked like they're clicking the way they did last year, they're still a juggernaut. And I think over the next few weeks, we're going to see them round into form as long as the injuries don't, uh, injury bug doesn't get them. So KC and Philly, six-point teaser. That's pick number one. Got it. All right. Um, next pick for me, Cowboys. Minus six and a half against the Patriots. I alluded to this earlier. I think they match up great with them. 
Uh, Patriots do have a good defense. They've been playing well, but Dak always seems to dice them up. The Cowboys defense matches up perfectly against a team right now that doesn't have great receivers. Uh, So I really like the Cowboys in the spot. Again, I'm going to go back to the theme I just talked about. The public is all over the Patriots and the points. 73% of the money right now is on the Patriots. I think the Cowboys are going to smash them. They win by more than seven. Let's see. What do we get? Backpack volume. Chicken burrito got picks. Who's the burrito? Backpack Val. Um, I used to use burrito. I used to use burrito as my uh, oh, name in video games in middle school. Yeah. I do remember so that. Um, that yeah. So I really like the Cowboys in the spot again, going against the public again at home against the team that sucks the Patriots, at least an offense that sucks. So Cowboys land the points is my second pick. Go ahead, Nick. Did you take them? Sorry. Did you take them in a teaser? You took them minus six and a half the no. Cowboys. I'm, I'm laying the six and a half. Straight up. Okay. I like Straight it. Up. I like it. All right, so for my second pick, I haven't had a straight-up pick all year, so I'm going to go get it now, and we're taking the 9.30 a.m. game in London. We've got the booty hole Jags against the Atlanta Falcons. It's sort of a home game for the Jags because they're in London like every year. They know how to travel to this spot. It's nothing new for them, but the like we said earlier, the Falcons game is traveling well. On top of that, the Falcons, I didn't think – I thought they were going to be shit this year. The Falcons have surprised me, I'm not going to lie, and they're looking like a good team and good offense, and their defense is solid. Can you imagine if they just put Taylor Heineke in the game and they actually had a quarterback who could throw the ball on top of all this other great stuff they've got going on? Right. You know what I mean? Here's here's actually a, here's a crazy thing that just came to my mind. If they bench Desmond Ritter – I think Kyle Pitts may actually have some value in fantasy football, which is something I would never say because he's just – they don't throw the ball. But if Heineke gets in, he could actually bring some value to those targets. So you got Atlanta. They're getting how many points? Three points? They're getting three points. So that was an easy easy pick for me. Like you said before, how um, whoever plays the Chicago Bears shouldn't be – Denver, they shouldn't be three-and-a-half-point favorites against anyone – I don't think the Jags deserve to be a three-point favorite against, especially all the way in against Wembley a solid Stadium team. against yeah. a. I, well, team. I'm not going to lie. I've got a lot of stock in the Jags with fantasy players, so hopefully they do well. But it's tough not to take those three points, so I can't blame you. Um, I took T. Law for my fantasy quarterback. I actually drafted the guy, and he's got like yeah, freaking yeah. like eight points all year or something stupid. He's not yeah, playing he had football a good week yet. one. Yeah, he had a good week one, bad week two and three. Um, or not even a good week one, a decent week one. I have him in a league too. I'm rolling him out again. Fuck it. So, all right. I got the Bears and the Cowboys. I have one more straight up and one tease. Do you? What, how many more do you have? Or are you done? That's it this week. I might. We'll okay. check back with us later. Check the Instagram. I'll probably add some picks because there's a decent amount of teaser legs that I just want to see some injury reports and see how things shake out. Got it. Um, I am going to again. I'm going back to the well going against the public here. You've got 65% of the bets, 64% of the money on Minnesota. Give me the Carolina Panthers, even though they fucked me week one. Give me the Panthers plus four and a half at home. I think the best thing that happened for Bryce was to take a step back, see the game from the sideline, let Andy Dalton come in, show him how to dice him up. The receivers, DJ Chark looked better. Adam Thielen's getting his groove. They're finally getting some separation. Miles Sanders looked good last game. Uh, I think uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're probably gonna lose by a field goal. 
but they could win this game. So I need the four and a half against the Vikings who always play a one score game. It feels like that Vikings defense is not good. If Bryce young is who I, if he is who I think he is, he should have a decent game this week against the Vikings at home. So I'll take the Panthers plus four and a half. My last bet of the week is the a teaser with the Ravens and the Eagles. Ravens down up to plus eight and a half. These games are always one score in the AFC North. Eight and a half is too many points not to take for the Ravens. The Eagles down to minus two and a half. So that's a Ravens-Eagles tease. I'll repeat all our bets for everyone. I've got the Bears plus three and a half. Cowboys minus six and a half. Panthers plus four and a half. And a teaser with the Ravens and the Eagles. Nick has a the, the teaser king. Uh, a KC and Philly six-point teaser, and he's got the Falcons plus three in Jacksonville. Let's round out the show with our fantasy corner. Hit hit me with the greatest segment known to man. Yeah, so besides we've got the prop god, actually. True, true. We bumped it down. So we've got questions for the dean this week. We we had the prop god answer a question from the dean this week. Um, he did. He did. Laporta, baby. Porta potty. So my first question this week is: For who would you rather have? Kyron Williams or Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs, obviously, is probably the better talent overall. Clearly had a great year last year. Hasn't looked so hot this year. Yeah, the I mean, this question this question would seem laughable three weeks ago. but right. And I almost laughed when you said it, but I don't think it's that crazy. The, the thing with uh, – I mean, Kyron Williams is the only guy there. He's playing 99% of the snaps. They're not even giving snaps to anyone else. On the other hand, I think he kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't think he's very good. That's I, that's I think the problem. So I'm gonna have to say Jacobs because you know he's he sat out the training camp. Maybe it's taken him a few weeks to get back. Um, ah, God, it's a tough one though. I'd say like Jacobs, but slightly, very slightly. Okay. okay. Um, another running back question we got for this week. Who would you rather have, Alvin Kamara this week or the season? Ooh. Okay. So I'm answer both. I'm going to answer. Okay. I'm going to ask first for this week, and then second for the season. Alvin Kamara or DeAndre Swift? Uh, Alvin Kamara, and the reason why is because uh, Alvin Kamara for the season for this week, Washington, Tampa Bay. I'll take Swift for this week. Uh, okay. The thing with Swift is he looks incredible. He looks so explosive, <laughs> right. but I do think their goal always in Philly is to have some sort of committee. I think they always, they're going to want Gainwell in there. They're going to want Boston Scott to steal some points. So Kamara's got fresh legs. He's coming back. I think it's a tough matchup with uh, Tampa Bay this week. If it was full PPR, I think it's probably pretty close this week, probably a toss-up. But half PPR like we normally talk about. I'll lean Swift this week, Kamara for the season. Um, and the thing with Swift is what usually happens – he is injury prone. So that's why I would lean Kamara for the season. Kamara's usually healthy and uh Swift, yeah. He I mean, remember his career with the Lions. Every time he's so explosive, he just ends up hurting himself. It's like a, it's a curse. Yeah, not the biggest guy either. Um, my next question. <laughs> this would have been so laughable at the beginning of the year. One of these guys went undrafted, but um just the performance of the other player has just brought me to ask this question. Who would you rather have? I will say this weekend season, I want both on this. Uh, Geno Smith or Trevor Lawrence? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, both. Yeah, okay. I just got to stick Geno. with the talent. Remember, they closed the year so hot. He's 
potential to be a top top quarterback. Geno Smith's got a he's got a revenge game this week going to the Giants, but I think it's a tough matchup. The Giants usually play some solid defense. Trevor Lawrence against Atlanta. I know that's your pick, but I I, I feel like this would be a case where you picked up Trevor and you or you drafted Trevor, you picked up Geno. I'd stay Trevor for now. Uh, but the thing with quarterback is, who knows? You know, a couple weeks from now, it could be Geno. But if I had to gun to head, I would take Trevor for both. Nice, nice. That closed out questions for the Dean. Beautiful. Um, all right. Well, let's round it out with Fandle. I did. Uh, I beat you about by about thirty points last week. Uh, two wins for me this year. One win for you. Um, I will. Uh, I'll start with mine. Okay. And. Okay. I got a I got a funky team this week. I I, I had a I, I thought it was a pretty tough week for Fanduel, but I do really like my team. So uh, I'll start mine. I've got Josh Allen at quarterback. I did spend up. I spent up for the most expensive quarterback uh, I could go with. He usually, I know, boo, 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 but whatever. Uh, I got him in three fantasy leagues. I think he. I think even if the Dolphins win, I think he puts up huge numbers. He was nine thousand. Uh, my running backs, I spent up for the most expensive running back. I think McCaffrey is going to have an absolute monster game against Arizona. Debo's hurt. Ayuk's coming back, but still banged up. Uh, I think he has a monster game. And then my running back, this is kind of just like a, a dart throw. He was pretty cheap, 6000 or 6100 I think Jalen Warren, this is the week he takes over the job and has some explosive plays against Houston. So uh, Josh Allen, Chris, Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Warren, uh, you want to start yours? Yeah, so I took Joe Burrow against one of the wackest defenses in the league and, and definitely one of the wackest passing defenses in the league. I took Christian McCaffrey just like you. I think he has a big week. I think that was a no-brainer right there. And then I took James Cook against against the Miami defense who hasn't been good against the run, and James Cook's been going off. So I took James Cook. So again, okay. oh, so we Joe do, Burrow. So we have McCaffrey. Yeah, we both have McCaffrey. Yeah. Okay. Last week Joe we both Burrow, had Trevor McCaffrey. Lawrence, and that and that was bad. How did that fucking work out? <laughs> oh, that was bad. Uh, all right, so let me let me just read the rest of mine, and then I'll let you finish it off. Um, okay. I got AJ Brown at seventy seven hundred. He's gonna have a big game. I got Jalen Waddle coming back. You gotta have people in this Dolphins uh, Bills game. I think you have to. So I got yeah. Jalen Waddle, and then I got Gabe Davis to stack with Josh Allen. I think he okay. has a big play in this game. My tight end is a cheap, cheap one, but I got Cole Komet. I think I like Cole it. Komet has four for 40 and hopefully a score. And then I've got, I got Quentin Johnston in the flex, super cheap. Obviously I spent a lot of money on two uh, on uh, the running back and quarterback and a couple of receivers. So I got Quentin Johnston. I think he does end up having a solid rest of the season and my defense yeah. is super cheap. It's the Carolina Panthers against Kirk cousins. Hopefully cousins throws us a couple picks. Um, so my lineup is Josh Allen, McCaffrey, Jalen Warren, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Gabe Davis, Cole Komet, Quentin Johnston, and the Carolina D. All right, word. So I'll, I'll finish off my team. I took Devontae Adams against one of the worst passing uh, defenses in the Los Angeles Chargers. G.J. Moore against another poor passing defense in Denver. Uh, and then I took, to, going the other way, Cortland Sutton against a poor passing defense in Chicago. Uh, like rounding out the tight end and flex, I took Logan Thomas. He's supposed to be coming back this week, even though he hasn't officially cleared concussion protocol. He did put in a limited practice already, so I'm I'm optimistic at least on him. Um, and then I have Javante Williams and the Cincinnati Bengals D against the Tennessee Titans. So from the top, I took Joe Burrow, 
Christian McCaffrey, James Cook, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Thomas, Javante Williams, and the Cincinnati Bengals D. Beautiful. Those are the fan duels. We appreciate everyone who hopped on the live, commented, interacted. Beatick, the prop guy, was here. Big week ahead, boys. This is a big, big, big week. Nick, you got any, anything else? Or are we good to go? No, that was it. Go ahead, that, hit, go ahead and hit that like button. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram for some more picks later on in the week. All right. Appreciate you all. Peace. Peace out.